Hi everyone. I'm just getting on the John again on the screen. Just one second. Okay. Hi, Dijan. Thanks for thanks for joining us on this live AMA. How are you? Um, I'm fine, thanks. That's great. Um, just for everyone for this AMA, let's just run through the housekeeping, and we can pretty much get started on this awesome conversation because, as you guys know, it's about understanding loyalty and reader retention. So there's a lot to talk about. So. Um, with this AMA, pretty much we've got an agenda that we're going to be running through. So um, you, you can, this is currently live streamed on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and, and as well as on the website. So you can just go through on the chat box and answer, put in your questions, um, or you can send it to me directly, and we'll be monitoring the questions as we go. And um, yeah, the first half we'll just go through the agenda and the next half we'll just go through the questions specifically. So, uh, just before we start though, Dijan, if you could just provide a bit of background about Content Insights and what you guys are doing at the moment, that'd be awesome. Um, I would gladly do so, but could you change the tone? Um, it looks like I have an echo or something. Or is it fine on your side? It's, it's fun on my side. Um, just make sure that you don't have any other other pages up. No, no, nothing, no. All right, anyway. Um, so, hi, thank you for having me and for the opportunity to talk about a really hot topic, I think, today in publishing. Absolutely. Um, and uh, hopefully some of the expertise that we carry uh, I will be able to uh, to present here. Um, so the uh, Content Insights is analytics tool that basically uh, uh, covers a, a big question of uh, using metrics that that are not tutorial, but for marketing and sales issues. And nevertheless, newsrooms all around the world are using those metrics to evaluate the performance of their content. Um, uh, okay, so um, uh, uh, I'm trying to work with my tongue here because this is annoying. You know? <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, so uh, it, it, it started a few years ago when when uh, we wanted to solve is quite a different problem and that was the problem of uh, how to evaluate performance of writers uh, without actually putting them through what for instance uh, writers writing for gawker went through where they had to compete each other on pages and uh, when you compete on pages and clicks uh, uh, usually you you get instantly other sort of incentives uh, as a writer or as a journalist, than than the ones that you should have as a 
so basically your incentive is uh, you know getting more page views instead of informing or entertaining your audience um, uh, uh, so in that way uh, it was more important to 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 get a better headline on the social networks than than creating a story that engages people yeah. uh, so uh, um, it started as a uh, um, as, as a, as a uh, search for uh, for something that that actually can change that and uh, Hopefully, we managed to do that over the years of experimentation and using writers and our uh, media as, as guinea pigs, basically, uh, until we were confident enough to say, yes, this is uh, the set of metrics that actually editorial should use um, uh, uh, and leave page views and, and clicks behind. You know? And that's what uh, content instance is about. And uh, when you when you switch the 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 way how you evaluate things, uh, then you get to real connection between content performance and content consumption and behavior of the audience, uh, because uh, 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 behavior which we call engagement or loyalty um, uh, 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 is related with people and the metrics that were used before are related to browsers. So page view is nothing more than uh, your browser loading a page, uh, HTML code of your page, and uh, hitting the, the Java code script um, uh, on your HTML code. And uh, uh, you know, then the page view counter goes one up. Uh, uh, that has nothing to do with reading, viewing, or anything else that that you actually today use page views to describe for uh, to describe. So so in in that way, uh, we are changing the paradigm about uh, uh, um, the paradigm in in uh, uh, you know trying to show the industry that they should stop looking at browsers and start looking into into people with no creepy stuff. I think, like you said, it's changing that behavior and understanding. So I know you guys have calculated, you, you have behavioral models that you've created. And um, so, and you've used that calculation to create your CPI. So let's go through the first item on the agenda. What actually makes really a loyal and how do you calculate a really loyalty? Um, yeah, well, uh, loyalty is a, is a pretty complex, uh, uh, in, uh, we could say emotion more than a behavior, you know. Right. Um, and uh, there, there sh we should differentiate loyalty from uh, habitual behavior, from, from you know, uh, uh, having a habit of doing something. Because uh, uh, doing something out of habit can be very automatic. Uh, you can even hate yourself for having that habit, uh, while uh, being loyal towards something is a very uh, uh, direct emotional and uh, 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 you know self-controllable uh, behavior. So, in that way, um, uh, there is a legitimate set of tactics and mechanics and metrics that create and measure habit. Um, and uh, uh, there was nothing on the 
And uh, um, for instance, uh, the first model developed to, to actually measure loyalty, as they called it back then, uh, was a famous RFM model, which is you look at recency, frequency, and monetization. How recent somebody's coming to your content or your offer? Uh, how frequent are they coming? And uh, whether they gave you some money or not? And in that way, uh, the definition of loyalty is somebody who comes as often uh, um, and uh, spends money. Uh, and it worked basically for e-commerce websites. And it generally worked before the era of social media because uh, that's when the recency and frequency part gets messed up. Um, because uh, you can have uh, a lot of frequency and you can have people uh, that are coming to your website every half hour without knowing that you know your brand or or why they're there at all you know so in that way uh we should not confuse that with the uh, loyalty but we should call that its real name and that's uh, uh people who are stranded on your content because you have a very good headline editor you know um, uh, and, and with some luck with that kind of trickery, like clickbaiting, uh, you can create a habit. You know, if you, uh, um, um, if, if you are consistent in, in doing what you're doing well, uh, but that's not loyalty. So is habitual behavior enough? Uh, uh, do we really need loyalty? Right. Um, I'm not going to go into studies showing that that loyalty is actually uh, um, um, what you need because of some obvious things. Uh, loyal reader, loyal consumer, or loyal buyer uh, will not only buy or read or come back to you. Uh, they will also be your advocate. They will recommend you. They will share your stuff. Uh, while people who are doing uh, 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 who are coming to your content just because of the habit um, will do just that, uh, generally speaking, of course. You cannot cover uh, all behaviors with a single carpet statement, yeah. Right. Sorry to jump in, uh, I guess you said that you don't want to, you didn't want to touch upon studies See behind some of the studies that, that you didn't want to compare the loyalty um, I guess statistics, um, yeah, because that, that's I think that's a really important part because when you're going to be, especially for publishers, when they're going to be pushing the case, you know, towards particularly for subscription model and they need to show that value behind that sub subscriber and they need something to back it up besides their own data, external data, you're saying that you can't rely on that, so why? I would really love to answer that question if I really got it because of the echo. I'm still hearing echo. Sure. So you're like in a barrel filled with nothing and you're speaking to me. <laughs> so I didn't get the question, but I guess it's about uh, why studies don't show that loyalty works or something. Yes, and more specifically why um, you don't like to reference studies on loyalty. Oh. 
Um, okay, so let's take uh, less study from the Northwestern University in uh, in uh, United States. Um, uh, uh, by the way, Northwestern is a cradle of quality journalism in America, and we can stay, say uh, 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 the world, you know. So most of the big names you know about came from that school. Um, uh, and uh, what they came with is that actually creating habit is the most important thing to get people to subscribe to your newspaper because the the study was aimed at uh, how to uh, have more subscribers subscribe uh, to to local news okay and um, uh, uh, and creating uh, uh, having mechanisms that create habits turned out to be most important like having a newsletter that you know hits your uh, inbox every day or uh, or anything else that you can come up with now that is a, a small part of the of the of the issue uh, but they couldn't look at the big picture and at the end of the study they actually underlined uh, we've used metrics that we could not i'm not quoting i'm paraphrasing uh, that we could not say uh, fully that 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 can describe what we were looking for, but that's what we had, and that's what we had to work with. Um, uh, so basically, they went with this because they didn't have anything that could actually describe what loyal user actually is and how you could measure that. So how loyal are you? All right. And and, uh, and then could you attribute that back to to whatever you're creating? Um, so in that way, uh, uh, or let's say Reuters research, um, I think two years ago, <laughs> where they used a uh, formula for uh, loyalty that it is equal to returned visitor. So if you go to the website and you come back within you know, the time that your session, browser session is open, you should be counted as loyal. Um, and that was pushed by, by analytics softwares like, uh, like Parsley. You know. uh, so, so you'll have, uh, at the end of the research, you will have a table where they try to put, you know, in, in one column metrics and the other column behaviors that it describes. And you had directly in the right column there was loyalty, in the left column, returned visitors. So you know, um, even when when the best people in the area, so so Northwestern, uh, I repeat, that's that's the best school. If you want to be a journalist, try to get in there. All right, um, uh, uh, are feeling that they're under-equipped to to measure something like that. And uh, uh, when people who are professionals in the area are talking about this, uh, it's mostly about UX. Uh, how do you how do you create your call to action? Uh, should the button be left or right? Should it be red or blue? Should it be at the end of the article? Should it be a video with the call to action at the end? Should there be a heartwarming plea at the end of the article that you should support your news? Um, uh, 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 and it's all concerned about that last page, that page where you click, all right? Uh, while the real thing is a journey towards that page. 
Now, I'm not saying that people will not react impulsively sometimes or even often. So they will click on things because they were influenced by a campaign or a recommendation or they just liked what they read on that single page. It happens. But that's habit. If you uh, or, or you want to support, uh, I don't know, the media because they are under attack from Trump or Duarte in Philippines or whatever, you know. Um, so if you want to create loyal readers, you should look into their customer journey. So loyalty is something that is being creating in time. Okay. Uh, so it's a, it's that complex of a matter. And we did the research of our own and, uh, you know, that we have CPI for loyalty. That's a compounded metric that actually looks into a uh, relationship between metrics describing uh, each uh, step that we think uh, drives people toward loyalty. Okay. Um, uh, and we used, we had to use even more complex definition than that in our research to actually see the persistence of behavior, persistence of behavior over weeks with, with, the, with the set of people that we thought were loyal. If we used anything less, the, the line went like that. So the interest dies out. So loyalty is the, you know, if we were like uh, talking about loyalty 300 years ago, we would usually be talking about people dying for somebody, you know, so that, that's being loyal. You do not describe that with a single metric. And if you want to get even close to that, to describing anything like that, you have to look into myriad of signals telling you that that person is going to be uh, loyal. So in that way, I don't trust studies uh, about loyalty right now because they are not equipped uh, to, to look into behavior like that. That's really awesome. So and you touch upon a lot of things. Uh, so just on top of that, what are some of the compound metrics that people should be looking at to measure loyalty? Um, well, that's what we've discussed, you know, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a shameless plug, you know, but, yeah, well, oh no, yeah, um, of course. Um, but I guess one of the things that we want to cover today as well is uh, how to calculate reader loyalty. And you mentioned that one of them is, is, you said that the key thing is to get a bunch of metrics and then compare them in order to measure loyalty. So what are some of the examples, I guess, maybe let's phrase it that way. Well, you know, our definition of a, uh, so as close as we could get to a definition of a loyal user is uh, uh, somebody who is persistent in being highly engaged with your content. So we are talking about uh, obviously content, you know, if you are running a, a, a grocery online, uh, it's going to be a completely different definition to if you're running, you know, a car shop, you know. Uh, so, so when we're talking about content, it's about people being engaged with what you're creating and being engaged in a persistent, repeatable way. Uh, uh, that means that uh, uh, we have to see a pattern of behavior 
that shows us that they are attentive to content, that they are really consuming it, that they are uh, 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 creating an action towards uh, that, that they are uh, uh, involved with the with the subject, with the topic, uh, um, and then uh, 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 that it ends with a, with an action that actually shows you that they want more. Which is usually subscribing to a newsletter or or subscribing by paying to your subscription, um, uh, uh, and and to get there there are stages because at the beginning of that journey, it's just awareness. So uh, uh, usually the best way to start is to capture people coming from from search engines because there is intent. So they are uh, on purposefully uh, uh, looking to, to find out more about a certain topic or a certain subject, right? Uh, when you capture them, you should look into getting them engaged. Uh, so you should look what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, approach to the topic they're interested uh, gets them engaged. And then after that, when you manage to do that in a persistent way, uh, uh, you could uh, you could expect that they will turn into into loyal uh, audience, uh, but there are obviously many other journeys, and uh, you should be able to track them all if you want to be efficient uh, uh, and uh, and not look only into tip of the iceberg, which is actually you know the the end page, the the call to action page. That makes sense. Um, yeah, you, you, yeah, I think particularly the part that we shouldn't be looking at last click or last path as a measure of activity, that totally makes sense. So um, you mentioned about the journey. So um, how do you see loyalty and retention with subscriptions, given that subscri subscription model is and or membership model is a very hot topic and what big publishers are moving towards? How do you see the overlap yeah. between them two? Uh, how do I see the overlap between subscriptions, subs subscribers, no overlap, and and all readers? Um. Uh, so let's make sure readers do not have to be loyal in order to subscribe. I already mentioned that that they could subscribe for many other reasons. They could subscribe because they politically support you. You know, uh, they could subscribe uh, because uh, you had a very overwhelmingly attractive campaign. They could subscribe uh, because uh, who knows why, and they then and then they're too lazy, you know, to go to PayPal and cancel it. You know, because if it's like a dollar fifty a month, uh, you know, people balance things. So. Uh, uh, there are many other. There are many ways why people subscribe. Um, but if you want to retain people, and if you want uh, your subscription to make sense in uh, in terms of uh, you doing what you're doing and you're not doing something else, because there are many other industries where you can make much more money with tricks and making people do what they don't want. All right, then, then doing news or doing uh, uh, even entertaining content, you know. 
well, depends on the sort of entertainment, but that's another. Anyway, um, so uh, uh, in, in that way, um, uh, you don't need loyal readers to build subscriptions, but you need uh, loyal readers to grow subscriber base. You need loyal readers to grow your influence. You need loyal readers to make impact in the world, which should be your aim if you're a journalist. Okay. Um, uh, so in that way, uh, even if you want to try other business models, uh, trying and failing with your loyal readers is much better and safer than doing it on the open market. Okay, where, where you don't know if people like you or not. Uh, so in that way, uh, um, uh, uh, retain, uh, retaining and building the loyal readership within your subscription base, because not all of your subscribers are loyal readers, is additional task that you should have uh, if you're running subscription model, whichever model that is. I mean, uh, thankfully, th thankful to um, uh, micropayment systems, you can play and, and try various ways of how, how to build subscription models. Uh, so in that way, uh, um, uh, yes, you should, you should look into, into how your subscribers uh, are acting and, uh, and uh, also make decisions towards that. Yeah. Did I answer the question? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you did, uh, which leads us to pretty much more of the examples of how to optimize that. And can you provide some case studies of doing that? How to optimize what? Sorry. Um, I'm still struggling any, with the echo. Sorry about that. Um, what I was saying was you, your question leads us really to the segue of how to actually do that. So can you provide us ways of optimizing for subscribers to, to for loyal readers and some case studies around that? Believe it or not, uh, we believe that the key is in what you are actually doing. Uh, we believe that key is in the content. We believe that you can manage the whole customer journey with your content. We believe that you can actively create loyal readers out of your subscription base with your content, because we proved that you can measure that behavior. And when you can measure something, you can manage it. And there's no other way to manage a journey through content, but with creating content than actually uh, uh, um, you see creates in return the behavior that you need. Um, uh, so basically you create content for each stage of the customer journey and see how they progress from one stage to, to another. Um, uh, and at the end, hopefully it ends with, uh, with loyal readers paying you money. Um, so in, in that way, um, not playing with content, not, not being um, victimized by mythology of the internet, where uh, you should create short stories. People's attention span is too, you know, uh, 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 too small. Uh, uh, your videos should be short. Um, 
your headlines should be sensationalized, sensationalistic. Um, uh, your uh, 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 your your page should be obliterated with with offers and banners and uh, stuff that that distracts people because it's not your aim for people to read or watch it's your aim is for people to click on something else that's not the way to build the subscription base that's the way to create a click farm okay uh, so many myths are built around people on the internet being idiots and uh, they're not there are some <laughs> but you know everybody's on the internet now so let's move back 50 years ago you will still have that many people reading new york times or or wall street journal and 10x more reading you know trash so create trash for trash that's fine but that's not the subscription model in the digital arena okay because trash you can fight for free everywhere people are not paying for that so you have to provide content that you know they want to pay for and that's how you uh, uh, manage that and that's hard work what's one example you've seen from content insights customers that have seen that you know good a good case study from them are you able to share one with with us uh case studies okay um so there are people who are very sophisticated in in their ways okay how how they uh uh how they approach the subject um uh, and uh, we mostly find them in german local newspapers um uh, uh of course they're not only in germany <laughs> they're all over the world but somehow it's systemic over there all right and uh, uh when they use content insights and our philosophy it basically underlines what they already know but now they can prove it and now they can manage it okay uh but they knew all that even without us so it's easy for us to uh, uh, get there and help them do it a little bit faster, do it in an automated way, uh, 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 do it in a way that they don't have to waste too much resources on it and they can focus on what they do best and that's uh, informing their citizenship. Um, uh, uh, but also we see digital first uh, uh, publications like the local for instance uh whose uh, basic business model is uh, native advertising and subscription you know uh you would think that that those are two um uh, incompatible uh, models because native advertising is basically pushing branded content towards your uh, audience and subscription you know what subscription is so so those are like too incompatible in the first way but it doesn't have to be that way because people also want to know things about brands that's that's part of the way part of the life 
So they do it in a way that is not obtrusive, that is not unhonest, inhonest, you know, that is not uh, uh, creating the opposite effect. And basically the best way to measure that is by using the metrics that we created, shameless plug. Uh, uh, so how to see when a sponsored article is creating the same behavior in your audience as your organic article. You cannot do that with page views and with clicks because you can create the worst possible story and to get like a lot of traffic on it. Yeah. Uh, so, so in that way, they're able to uh, put together tools, uh, two business models that at first glance shouldn't be in the same museum. Yeah, um, is there any specific campaigns you can elaborate with the online, with that German publication that we can we can share with our audience on, on how they can complement the two together? I mean, that's really interesting that you mentioned how they've been able to make it work, I guess, because, um, and as you mentioned, having, creating those uh, content journeys is, is quite some work as well, but have you seen anything from them that's, that you can share with with the audience here now. Um, I'm struggling to 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 make the question whole. Sorry, I'll just ask best you, if you, you seen, come a little bit closer and make it short. <laughs> that's okay. Have you seen any specific campaigns that they've recently run the German publisher that you mentioned, which has, because you said that they know what they're doing. Have you seen any specific campaigns that they run? That you can share with the audience. Oh, we, we, don't, we don't monitor their campaigns. You don't monitor. I, I, okay. I, I really don't know. No. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Um, cool. So, so uh, I think yeah, I think uh, we've covered the main topics, and that all that all makes sense. So, I'm just gonna pass it over to, just to give opportunity to anyone else who would like to ask any questions to you. But I've got a few other questions as well while people while we get some questions live to, to ask you now. So um, the first one that I have with me now is, is is using cohorts or segmentation in analytics, is that uh, an alternative? Um, and as opposed to creating your own custom metrics and dimensions? in measuring user retention and loyalty? Um, when, you, when you segment your traffic or, or your users, um, uh, you will be able to correlate. So uh, to compare and then correlate your results to whatever you're using to measure, all right? Um, uh, uh, and uh, you will get consistent and different results uh, but if you're using the same old metrics, I'm afraid uh, it's it's not going to be describing the behavior. It's going to be describing just the difference between those two sets, you know, between this cohort and that cohort, or you know, people coming from that refer, people coming from that this refer. So you will be able to notice the difference in behavior but you will not unfortunately know what that behavior is and why it's different. How about with Google Analytics uh, 
life uh, lifetime value metrics and and using that I guess you have to contextualize that a bit more but have you find that being useful to some extent in 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 trying to predict user behavior and loyalty oh. um, uh, listen, there's Google Analytics is a wonderful tool okay so you can do almost anything in it uh, the problem with detecting behaviors like 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 loyalty is in having a big enough live data set across the field uh, um, uh, uh, in in a very long period of time that you can play with various models and see what actually describes it. Um, uh, uh, so theoretically. You could use metrics like that to try and do this, but uh, um, uh, unfortunately, um, I'm not talking about lifetime metrics. Uh, uh, I'm talking about basic assumptions in Google Analytics uh, that are wrong for this. So they're not wrong for what Google Analytics is actually made for, and that's to uh, uh, help you build uh, as successful PPC campaigns as possible. Um, uh, uh, the, the basic assumptions that that time spent is basically uh, uh, just the time of the session being opened until you move to another page on the same website is wrong. And time, attentive time that you spend with content is one of the uh, 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 fundamental metrics that you should look at when you're describing engagement. And when I said before, what I said before, uh, uh, you need to see the engagement in a persistent way over time in order to, to, to get close to describing loyalty. So that fundamental is basically flawed. And whatever you build on that is probably not going to work. Um, how about in terms of, uh, sorry, the other question that I have next to me now is what was about attribution. Okay. So do you, um, with, with the CPI metrics that you guys have, uh, how, how do you guys look at attribution? Um, let me just make it clear how to, if we recognize a certain behavior, how we attribute it back to I don't know your topics or uh, sections or writers or uh, of that, uh, what yeah. kind of attribution? Actually, yeah, traffic attribution. Sorry. Uh, uh, sorry, just more traffic. For, in terms, uh, yeah, the, there is the author. There's the everything else, but in terms of where that user came from, the attribution. Sorry, um, what's helped them actually become a subscriber? Because you know, as you know, um, user journey isn't linear. So how do you look at the attribution from that user behavior, uh, user loyalty? Um, uh, um, okay, I'm struggling to see what attribution in this context is. Attributing what to what? It just uh, with um, whichever action you guys, a publisher wants to put, I guess, how do you make sure that the attribution is as clear as possible? 
Um, okay, so I'll, I'll try to answer. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I sort of understand the question, but I always want to make it perfectly clear so, so I don't get, uh, you know, digressed. Um, um, so it's it's pretty it's pretty clear and uh, and uh, and the uh, linear at this and this at, at this end where you have results and certain behavior and then you need to learn how to manage that and in order to be able to manage that you need a clear attribution to certain actions that you did so you would know how to repeat them or avoid them right uh, um, and to us the the the, the basic granular uh, tool or method is is going back to topics um, uh, um, and uh, we could see and and you can do that in many tools uh, 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 that that on the one side you have certain behaviors that you want to repeat or avoid and on this side topics that created those behaviors you know uh, of course you need to have a uh, data on aggregate level and you have to have thresholds and uh, 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 they're based on experience and uh, uh, let's say an algorithm that actually learns uh, uh, which topics actually qualify to have uh, um, uh, uh, attribution happening to them, you know. So, so, so you can attribute the behavior to uh, uh, repeating a topic. So, what we actually do, we follow trends of of topics, whether whether positive or negative, and uh, um, uh, um, and then through articles that they are used in, uh, uh, we follow the the behavior created from the article, and then then you can actually attribute. Uh, that behavior to that topic and then you know okay if you write about this we could expect more of that at this end yeah is that close enough that's what i mean that's what i meant so thank you for answering that yes awesome. sorry my english this late at night is not that good it's early it's early in the morning here so everyone, if anyone doesn't know Dejan's actually from serbia and i'm from sydney so hi guys and uh, uh two assets it's very early in the morning here, so we're very passionate about what we want to speak about today. Um, there's just one more. Thank you for that. That's okay. Um, there's one more question that I have from uh, attending that couldn't make it today, and they're pretty much saying, if there's one thing they can do today, what's the first thing they can do to get started on actually um, properly measuring? user loyalty or, or reader loyalty um, okay um so i'm i'm trying to avoid saying you know like install content insects uh, <laughs> so um, listen loyal readers will be created whether you know it or not so I think if you're running a blog or if you're running a, uh, a media outlet or if you're running a news website or whatever content you're creating, the basic, the, the most important job you have is to make that content doing the job it's intended to do, whether it's to inform, to entertain, you know, that is its purpose. 
it's not its purpose to create loyalty. It's not its purpose to uh, 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 to even create engagement. Those are things that are happening independently, uh, because they can be positive and negative, but it they will be there. What you need to make sure of is that your content is quality. All right, even if you're writing trash about celebrities do it in a way that compels people uh let alone if you're you know doing geopolitical analysis of southeast asia all right uh so so in that way you will know that you're creating behavior that you're creating emotions now to start measuring that uh if if you want to manage the journey um uh You have to have content insights. <laughs> yeah, that that's why we that's why we exist. That's I mean, uh, no, that's um, fine. We can find it. That's one way. What's yeah? If someone else, uh, let, let's let's stick to engagement. All right, I, I'll give you some advice that you can do without us. Uh, uh, but that that that's not about loyalty, because that's too complex for you to do in Excel sheet. All right, okay. sure. I tried at the beginning of this process and it didn't work. <laughs> um. Uh, 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 so, when you want to see if people are engaged, don't look just at one thing. Don't look if they scroll down. Uh, don't look if time spent is more than average for your website. Look at all that together. Uh, uh, know how many words are in your article and how long it takes for that to be read. Are people staying enough to read that? Okay. Uh, and then combine that with whether they scroll down or not. And then combine those on aggregate level and see, I mean, you can do that in Google Analytics and see if, if that, that uh, amounts to something uh, considerable, you know, and then you'll know that you'll engage people and then make sure that they return. Okay. Um, so that's, what you can do without content insights and that's uh wrong but you can start with that would you say and then when you grow a bit and you want to make money out of those loyal readers then you come to us then you come to you guys there you go this is really shameless plug you know but hey, what can i do i'm in business here that's it i understand um that's okay don't worry about it um would you say like ensure like the calculated metrics would help using google analytics calculated metrics as a way to combine to um yeah but but you have to be careful with that uh, because you know there, there's a rule in web analytics thou shalt not create compound metrics because you know if you put your likes and your shares and your page views and your i don't know unique visitors and you put them all together, what do you get? Uh, a metric that says how awesome you are. Uh, and then when something goes wrong or something goes good, what do you do about it? How can you intervene? What do you do to make that number bigger or smaller? Uh, you can't. So those are not actionable metrics. Uh, CPI is an algorithm that looks into relationship between metrics. Okay. It's not something that adds things together. So we are not concerned with the absolute numbers. We are concerned with trends and relationships between metrics to explain that, uh, uh literally 
you know, if I tell you uh, you're in a car and uh, uh, there is a, a hundred kilometers something, you know it's a hundred kilometers something, but it doesn't describe anything. Okay, maybe there's a distance, but when you put it in context of time, so it's hundred miles per hour. Now you know that I'm describing movement, the speed. Okay, so so now you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and neither the hour nor the hundred miles told you that you're moving on it on themselves. Only when you put them together you you have a description of a of a behavior and that's what you should be looking at relationship between metrics and we look at more than hundreds of those that's really clear that's really good to make clear because yeah of the fallacies behind what you said um i'll just leave it just for a minute just to see if there's anyone that has any other questions but um Just, just one second. Let's just see if there's anyone that has any other questions. No, all clear. Okay. Was there any final thoughts or any words that you'd like to share, Dijon? I spent it like ten minutes ago, no, that's <laughs> and that's you know, uh, if you're so. If you're in, in, in journalism, if you're in, in news business, it's a vocation. Okay, there are many ways you can make more money than that. So the, the essence, why you, why, why you exist is that people appreciate what you're doing and that, that you exist because of them, because they need you, because you're part of the democracy or you're part of uh, creating better lives. And uh, uh, um, in, that, in that way, your primary concern has to be the content that you serve. If you are creating content because you're in content marketing or uh, because you're in uh, 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 any other arena of content, you need to know if what you're, uh, you need if, to know if your effort is returning something. And uh, uh, that something should be measured in a way that you as a content creator understand, and that's the behavior of the audience. When you write a joke, you want people to laugh. When you write obituary, you want people to, well, come to the funeral. <laughs> so uh, 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 you need to know how to create a behavior with your content, and you need to measure that. So in that way, all of the world of content creation is should be united in 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 wanting to know uh, how their content influences people. Absolutely, that's let's leave it out there. That's really fundamental. So, thank you very much for your time, Dijan. I really appreciate it. No problem, anytime. Thank you for the opportunity. Awesome. Thanks. See you later, everyone. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.